0: Canada has agreed to accept up to 20,000 refugees uh, fleeing the Taliban in Afghanistan. Now, at this point, we don't have specifics on how many will arrive in this country. We don't know where they'll end up. So we don't know exactly how many will be in Alberta, but we know that some will. And um, we know that local agencies are already preparing and uh, doing what needs to be done to make sure that we're prepared for their arrival. To get some details, because it's a big job, we're going to chat now with Sharon Yo, who is the Director of Immigration and Settlement Services for Catholic Social Services. Uh, Sharon, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time.
1: Thanks for having
0: me on, Shay. So, I mean, I, I guess at this point you're just preparing for something that's relatively unknown, right? I mean, we don't know how many, we don't know where. Those Those details are still to come, I guess.
1: Yeah, the situation continues to change every day. I'm sure anyone who's paying attention to the news is seeing um, a lot of the images that are coming out of Afghanistan right now. And so um, we're, we're preparing for uh, the arrivals when they, when they get to our communities.
0: Um, what kind of work goes into that? I imagine it's all hands on deck, right? You're getting community involvement, volunteer support. Just what kind of things are you working on now in preparation?
1: So, in the in the more general sense, um, as you recall, um, so our agency was also involved in the resettlement of government-assisted refugees back in 2015 and 2016. And so, one of the learnings that we did um, from those from that time period is is involving people early and and ongoing, and ensuring that all of our community stakeholders and partners have up to date and accurate information. And so, we are planning to to uh, coordinate some of those stakeholders to ensure that they have the information they need to prepare for the arrival, too, because um, it does uh, rely on many systems, including the school systems, the health systems, um, a lot of systems in our community to ensure the successful settlement and
0: welcome of these newcomers to our community. And and you're talking about the welcoming primarily of Syrian refugees at that time, right? So I imagine... It, not to say that was a test run, but you did learn a lot. and You sort of have a lot of the system and the framework in place that you can go back to in this example.
1: We do. We have some. I mean, every situation is, is different. And, and as you said, um, because uh, information is scarce at this time, um, we are, are preparing as, as best we can. But um, you're right. So in 2015 and 2016, when we welcomed um, in Edmonton uh, close to 1,400 government-assisted refugees in a four-month period, um, we relied a lot on other partners to, to help us support those, uh, their arrival, and so we we do have the experience to um, help uh, large numbers of families resettle in a short period of time if that's necessary, and so uh, we're we're again ready to help um, when when called upon.
0: I imagine you need to do. All kinds of different things that would be tailored to each specific example. Like in terms of just having translators on board, I imagine that's a pretty big effort, and and that would change based on the, the situation that we're dealing with. So, do you need to get people like that? Do you need to reach out to the community and say, "Hey, we need some, we need translators or or, or cultural representatives, something like that."
1: Definitely. Yeah, we're very well represented um, at our agency. Uh, Our staff speak over 70 languages um, between our staff in Edmonton and Red Deer, but we do have staff uh, currently in Edmonton and Red Deer that speak the languages um, Dari and Pashto Mm -hmm. um, from those communities that would be resettling from Afghanistan. But, of course... uh, Depending on the numbers that do arrive, we may need more. Um, so we would be looking at, you know, supports from other community organizations or potentially hiring uh, additional staff to, to help us out there. But again, it's it's going to be driven by need. So um, when when we better understand what exactly will be um, happening in our communities, we'll, we'll be able to, to figure out what we need.
0: And this is like obviously uh, a rapidly evolving situation. It's an emergency situation where we didn't really have a a lot of lead up. so you're being pressed into sort of a rush job here, I would think. Does that change things? Does that make it tougher in terms of you don't have the lead-up time that you might need? I mean, uh, as you say, a lot of the framework's in place, but this is happening really quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I would say also back in 2015 and 2016, we also didn't have a a big (laughs) lead-up. So, you know, a, a lot of the essential... Um structure, the framework is there. We have temporary accommodation prepared uh, to receive arrivals when they come. We have frontline staff that are prepared to help uh, the, the newcomers that arrive set up their lives in Canada. So that would be, you know, again, finding them more permanent accommodation, registering children in schools getting them connected to the healthcare care system, um, getting parents uh, registered in English language classes if that's needed. So all of that is is ready and, and um, ready to go. It's just more of, of when they come and and yeah. kind of the, the start of those individual
0: families' lives here. A couple of questions around details here, and I'm not sure if you have the answer, but I imagine you spoke with some people who might. Um, the whole COVID-19 protocol, I've, I've heard from listeners as we've had this discussion, do they get tested, do they get screened? How does all that work? I mean, that's all taken care of, before they ever arrive in Alberta, right? They're basically um, set up in Toronto for all that sort of processing.
1: Correct, yeah. And and so, I, I mean, just to, to kind of go back, so we, we've been receive, receiving government-assisted refugees throughout this pandemic, um, and so we've been following public health guidelines uh, throughout that time period, which does include... Uh, COVID testing, and if staff are meeting with clients uh, in person, full PPE is is uh, recommended, quarantine procedures are followed, and so you're right, in this particular instance, uh, for these families that are arriving, the quarantining and the testing is done in Toronto before they before they arrive here. That could change, depending on the sure. situation, because it's ongoing, but yes, all, all public health guidelines are, are followed.
0: And in terms of, you know, screening and finding out who these people are, I mean, they have to go through a certain process before they're even allowed into the airport to get onto the flights, and then more follow-up once they get here in terms of verification of who they are and all those sorts of things?
1: That would happen apart from our agency, so that would happen... I'm assuming, you know, again, kind of overseas or um, uh, potentially some when they when they land here. But yeah, when when they arrive here, a a lot of that work has already been done.
0: I know when um, the Syrian situation unfolded a few years back, uh, it was a real community involvement. There were a lot of volunteers. There were a lot of families that were stepping up and, you know, providing places and providing clothing and all those sorts of things. Are you making those kinds of requests? Are you looking for community support and involvement again this time around?
1: We may, um, and, and just kind of going back to, to our earlier, um, conversation, you know, we don't know yet the individual and the family needs, um, until they arrive. Um, and so kind of in the interim, we, absolutely maybe welcoming uh, the support of, of community volunteers and and we know many people in the community are really concerned with the folks um situations and and want to support them when they land and so when we're ready and when we're um able to receive volunteers we'll definitely put a call out through our social media channels. Okay. um just at this time it's really difficult because we don't really know what the need is and so we want to be very specific with our asks for support and so um certainly uh when we're ready to to field those requests we will
0: uh, put the word out Excellent. Sharon, thank you so much for the update. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. That is Sharon Yeo, who is the Director of Immigration and Settlement Services at Catholic Social Services, and there's a bunch of groups that are involved in this.